There you go. There's the angle nobody oh, has. Oh, my goodness. Nobody's doing that podcast. <sighs> That's the podcast the world wants. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I do have an agenda here. Okay. Uh, after Dark, Longbox Heroes After Dark 268. Uh, but I think we can announce here that maybe, what, Saturday we'll record Babbling Brooks? I was thinking Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. We'll have to talk. Yeah, I don't think Friday is going to work only okay, because Friday or um, like we can't record on Friday because I'm going to have to watch it on Friday. Okay. See what I was. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Because uh, Wednesday I have two wrestling shows to watch. Ugh. Thursday I have the wrestling podcast to do. Ugh. Friday there's wrestling on, but I could like move the schedule a little bit. To watch the wrestling later, so we could do the sat the the Babylon Brooks on Saturday, right? And then Sounds... that would go up sometime like Saturday night, Sunday morning, or something. Okay. Yeah. Stupid wrestling taking my my social time away on a Saturday night when I'm out partying with the with the gals and the drinks and the oh yeah you're killing me no I'm I'm gonna be home doing nothing on Saturday. <laughs> So my agenda is somewhat wrestling related, Todd. Okay. Because it was just announced as we're recording this podcast today that the official XFL rulebook was released. I heard rumblings of special XFL rules being implemented. Right. And I wanted to get your take on this and I need your explanations on some of these things. Are these good changes or these bad changes? And then when are you, Adam, and I getting together to watch the XFL? Right after we watch the Super Bowl together. Okay. Right. So the season starts on the 8th of February. So we're, as this episode is coming to your ears, we're like a month away from it going out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Training camps opened this week. And uh, they have a two-year plan. (laughs) To innovate some of the, that's very, (laughs) listen, that's very generous. That is. Uh, cause I think we talked about, no, we talked about an at odds last, uh, last week. I know you don't, you don't listen, mm-hmm. uh, that like they claim that these games are going to be on like networks and stuff. <laughs> right. And, I, and I don't mean like the award-winning world wrestling entertainment network, but I'm certain by, we're trying to take an over under by what week will like the networks be like, yeah, we're not airing this garbage and it's just going to go on WWE network or like streamed on YouTube or some shit. Right. I'm hoping that they're carried by the lifetime network. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Like you have all your like, you know, uh, uh, feminist movies and then it's like XFL and then (laughs) in that, in the second back hour. Okay. Now, did you get a chance to look at these rules? No, other than watching a few, like I saw maybe two on one of my sports programs that I watched before we recorded, but they only had like, Oh, they're like the XFL rule book is out and here's one or two. And I'm like, Oh, I, I hope there's, I hope it's only different by one or two rules. So I'll understand it. Oh boy. Okay. So this is why I need your explanation. Cause you understand, uh, football and you'll mm-hmm. under, like when I read these things, a lot of this won't make any sense to me. Right. Okay. A kickoff design to discourage touchbacks and increase the likelihood of a return. The ball will be kicked off from the 30-yard line, but the coverage and blocking teams will line up on the receiving team's 35 and 30-yard lines, respectively. 
Mm-hmm. Only the kicker and returner can move until the ball is caught, or three seconds after it hits the ground. A touchback will be spotted at the 35-yard line. Kicks out of bounds will go to the 45-yard line. Okay. Is this a good thing, a bad thing? What's your thoughts on this? That one I don't know because they are trying to get rid of, in the regular NFL, kickoff returns because that's where most collisions happen. Because when you're playing football, like if you're on the defense or the offense, like not special teams, the the kickoffs. So when everybody takes off, everybody's pretty much running the same way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have the the linemen crashing in each other, but they don't have any run-up. You know what I mean? They They don't get steam. But where on these kickoffs, you're running from the, the, the 30 yard line to the other, you know, end of the field. So you, you're going at full tilt. So they crash in each other. This is where the concussions come from. So I'm not 100% sure like that. The way you read that, I'm guessing that's, I don't know how that's going to affect kickoffs. Are people going to just, I don't know if they have a fair catch. That one's very confusing to me is the best way to put it. You know what I mean? Okay. I need I need a visual on one of those at least once. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Players can't leave the line of scrimmage on punts until after the kick. Any kick that goes into the end zone or out of bounds will be marked at the 35-yard line or wherever the ball went out of bounds, whichever is better for the receiving team. The idea is to discourage fair catches and coffin corner kicks while providing more incentive to go for it on fourth down. Okay. That one I understand is because now you know where the, you know where the punter stands, like whatever, how many, like 10 yards, 15 yards back. As soon as the ball is hiked, people can take off. So that means even before the ball is kicked, you got like, you know, a second or two to get your, your mojo down the field. Yeah. And if you um, have these big guys that can like run the 440 and you know, like they can right. run whatever, right? Exactly. Ridiculous. So this is giving the chance to the guy to get the ball and, and matriculate a little bit before people are on top of them. You know what I mean? And then um, I think you said, like, I understand the coffin corner and stuff like that. So they would be spotting it at the 35 if it went into the end zone? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know how that would be because it all depends on uh, – uh, if it's in the end zone, that's good. But I could see them running them back at the at the 5 or 10 now because you have a chance, you know? Okay, so what the hell is the coffin corner? Coffin corner is when you kick a punt and uh, it – Wherever, if you kick a punt at an angle to the sidelines and we're like a, a raffle run down wherever he thinks the ball went out over the, you know, imaginary end of the field on, on one side, that's where the ball will be like placed in the middle of the field. So if you kick it, like, you know, out, out of bounds at the eight yard line, that's where the ball goes. So the, the closer you want to get to the goal line, so if you kick it out and it rolls out at the one on one side, that's perfect. That's the coffin corner. You want to give them, you know, you want to back them up on their own, in their own end zone. Okay. Uh, three options after scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. A one-point play from the two-yard line, a two-point play from the three-yard line, or a three-point play from the 10-yard line. There is no option to kick an extra point. All right. This one I find interesting. Um, Because uh, I've been, a, you know, I've seen the extra point, like, you know, my whole life. And then I was all confused when the, the two-point conversion came in. So I like the idea of a three-point conversion mm-hmm. at 10 yards out because it makes 
closer games at the end. Like if you're a score and a half away at the end, like you get the touchdown, you're like, oh, a three point conversion could could do it. So I I I, I like that. I, that's an excuse me. If you're gonna get rid of kicks, that's not a bad idea. To, to in my opinion, like I said, all this shit can go off the rails. Like look good on paper. You know what I mean, Joe? Right. Right. Okay, so next we have a shootout-style overtime. Each team will get five single-play possessions from the five-yard line. If the game is still tied at that point, the rotating possessions will continue until there is a winner. XFL hopes that overtimes will be rare, in part because of the multiple options for points after touchdowns. So what they're saying is, I'm guessing, is it'll be you'll get five tries... Could you read that part? Just the, right. the beginning okay. so part again. Each each team will get five single play possessions from the five yard line. Okay. If the game is still tied at that point, the rotating possessions will continue until there is a winner. So what I'm guessing is five times from the five yard line, each team's going to go back and forth, back and forth to see who can score. At right. The and then I... those five possessions, if it's still tied, they're just going to keep going until someone finally scores. But with the option, I'm wondering if, right? Okay, I don't see. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think that could work because then you're not throwing in the one. The one, I don't know if you're throwing in the one, two, and three point conversion. No, after, it's just the five. Just the five. So I'm guessing what they're saying is like with these. Yeah, like it would be rough if you got two teams to score each on those five the same amount every time. Um, I, I like that idea because the whole like I I. I'm used to the over, you know the overtime rules in the regular NFL, Joe. Uh, isn't it you get like one set of possessions? No, what happens is if you get the like in overtime, you get the ball kicked to you. Yeah. If you score a touchdown, you win the game. And then if you only score a field goal, then the other team gets a chance to either kick a field goal and tie it up or score. And it wins the game. If you, if the first person, uh, the, the, the first person who scores, basically that's almost the first person who scores in, in overtime wins, but, uh, it's a little more complicated that I'm not going to go into it. Cause I'm getting confused as we do this. Right. You're Mr. Football. This should have been, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I thought Mr. Football was, wasn't he one of your Chicago boys? He was Mr. Touchdown. Oh, uh, well you should have had him on the show for this. We only have six more new rules to go. Only six more? (laughs) (laughs) A a rule that allows two forward passes on one play, providing the first doesn't go past the line of scrimmage. The purpose is to encourage creative trick plays (laughs) without the risk of losing possession of a lateral or backward pass, which is a live ball if it hits the ground. Right. Do you understand what, do you need any of that explained? Yes. This is why we're doing this bit. Well, I don't know if you know what a line of scrimmage, like, I don't know. I don't want to explain unnecessary stuff. Okay. The line of scrimmage is where the, like the ball is placed before it's hiked. To yeah. The yeah. Court. Cause they're like, you have your people and right. then like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I know what the line of scrimmage is. All right. So that basically is you could throw the ball. You could drop back 10 yards and you could throw the ball seven yards because it hasn't been back to the the line of scrimmage where the ball started from. So at that point, that person who catches it can whip it downfield. 
Because at that point, somebody like in regular football, you'd be like, "Hey, well, he's he threw it to the uh, the fullback in the in you know in the backfield, so it's still forward pass, but you know all, all he can do is run." Now that fullback can throw it to a wide receiver, can like you know do stuff like that. So you could have some interesting stuff because you could you could have you could ha- you could hike it, you could hand it off to the, your running back. And the quarterback could run up to the line of scrimmage. The, the the running back can throw it to the quarterback who knows how to throw a football and now whip it down the field again. Like when you see that ball go, you're gonna have to in your mind be like, "Where's the line of scrimmage?" Because we got another shot downfield right. if it's not over. I'm, oh, that's crazy. Okay. Next one: a requirement for only one foot to be in bounds for possessions. XFL director of fun, I mean football operations, <laughs> Sam Schwartzenstein. I don't know question, who that is. Yeah, said that the change is easier to officiate quickly. It also is better for player safety uh, because players take more unbraced falls while trying to place both feet in bounds. You know what? That actually, like, I was not on board until uh-huh. he said that last part because college players, I think you only have to have one foot in in bounds. But like I said, if you're trying to catch a ball that's been thrown like way outside the lines and you want to catch it, you have to drag, you have to drag your tiptoes before you go out of bounds. So what he's saying, I get, is if I only need one foot, I'll drag that foot and then put my foot down out of out of bounds so I don't land on the football and knock the wind out of me. Gotcha. I, 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 if, if that's the reason you're doing it, then it makes sense. I don't care. I don't care whether you need one or two feet in to catch a ball. As long as I know what the rule is. Okay. A total of nine officials on the field, one of whom will be dedicated solely to spotting the ball to minimize downtime between plays. XFL head of officiating Dean Blandino said most XFL officials have expertise at the Division I college level. Uh, Blandino, former NFL officiating chief, has been consulting with the XFL for more than a year. He performed a similar function for the Alliance of American Football last spring, which is that one that doesn't exist anymore, right? The AF, yeah. Right. Um, so how many officials are currently on the field for a regular uh, NFL game? I don't know on that because like you're not supposed to notice the refs. I, nine is more, I'm guessing, and they have this one guy whose job it is just to uh, to to place the ball because you know that'll speed his job. Like because when the person who places the ball, he usually has to run back behind. I believe he runs back behind the quarterback, and he it then he goes like, all right, now you could start that. You could hike it. So I'm guessing they're just getting a guy in there, uh, and that guy, that guy that would would run back who who spotted the ball, doesn't have to anymore. He's already in position, and I guess that guy just runs like a silly dandy out of the way who placed him. I don't know. I can't wait to see this. Okay, a video official who can intervene on significant non-reviewable plays when involving player safety or on any calls inside of five minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. There will also be a booth-initiated review of traditionally reviewable plays using Hawkeye, not Pierce, technology that ingests video directly from the broadcast truck. Oh, okay. 
Um, I'm guessing what they're talking about that is that's something where like you could just be like, oh, was he in was he inbounds or out of bounds when he caught the ball? You can review that. The coaches, I guess, decide that. But now I guess they have an eye in the sky because what's happening in the NFL is because it's not fixed at all, 100% not fixed. There have I been can some hear you sh- winking into the microphone, right? There have been some shady calls over the last couple of years, and like they have just been blatant. Like see New New Orleans Saints, like just oh that was pass interference, we missed it. Well, if you look at the tape, it's pass interference. Well, you know, like it's not reviewable. So then they made it reviewable, and a lot of times, like you'd be like, hey, that's pass interference. Well, now we can review it. I'm throwing the I'm throwing the bloody hanky out, and because uh, they use a red flag for that, so some people call it the bloody hanky. Oh my goodness! Um, but uh, so they'll throw it out, and then they'll be like, "Oh, that was obviously pattern passing interference." We're like, "No, it wasn't." So we're like, "Well, why did you even put this rule into play?" So it looks like they have a they have an all knowing, all seeing uh, man in the sky who's going to during the last five minutes of the game, like go like, "I don't care what you said, that was against the rules." You know, imply the penalty or whatever. You know what I mean? The the anonymous XFL general manager. Right. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, okay. Sauce it. Two more. Allowing offensive linemen to be up to two yards downfield when a pass is thrown with the hope of minimizing flags on run pass option plays. I think that has to do with, uh, I have no idea what that has to do with. Okay. I think that has to do with having an illegal man downfield. Uh, and I'm not sure all the, the specifics on that. You should have got Adam. He sits at home and just what just ingests football. So Nah, this is more fun with you. Mm-hmm. Everything's more fun with me than Adam. And the last one here, a series of tweaks that the XFL hopes will cap game times at two hours, 45 minutes. The average NFL game runs three hours and six minutes. The tweaks include running game clock that won't stop after incomplete passes or when players go out of bounds, except inside of the two minutes of each half. Additionally, there will be a 10-minute halftime, two timeouts per half, and no coin tosses. The home team will always make the choice to kick, receive, or defer to start the game. The visitors will make the choice to start overtime. Well, okay, so now uh, all of that that's that clock stoppage that will speed up the game doesn't you know uh, doesn't matter that to me that doesn't you know do one thing or the other. The coin toss they don't need because uh, in the in regular overtime rules, I'm saying the first person who sh- the first person who gets the ball and scores a touchdown wins the game, so you want it you can win the game. So you want that, that football first. So you, you need a coin toss with this, that gets rid of all that. But I'm really thinking about like, Oh, well, whoever, you know, the home team always d- decides where they want to kick or go up. Like how much time are you saving from a bunch of men walking out to the field, flipping a coin, going heads or t- like, Oh my God, we took, we took 18 seconds off this game. Well, like, and that's, we could, and, we right, could so relax that's, now. You know, that's what like, I feel that they're doing. So with these changes, changes they're approximating that they've shaved 21 minutes off of the average football game time right right so don't a majority of people like yes i know live sports and everything like that but aren't there a lot of people that'll kind of just like let it build up on their dvr so that this isn't a problem that's not the that's not what i think they're going after because obviously there's there's commercials and stuff like that but what it is is there's a lot 
on the, the kickoff, get that the fuck out of here because that's stupid. But the stuff where they're like, oh, the clock's just going to start right back up yeah. during the play. There are, there's a lot of time being wasted each time. You're like, till that ball is placed, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the, the clock might not move on an incomplete pass. And, and that's there, there's a lot of that throughout a game. But with this, it'll it'll take the... I don't know if it's going to speed up the game, but it'll speed up the flow of the game as you're watching. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of dead time between plays. You know what I mean? And I think that's what more, what they wanted, where they're saying they wanted to close the, the time on the game. I don't think they care. Uh, I think they just want to have the game flow a, a little more often than like, all right, they're in the huddle for 20 seconds. All right. They walk out, they do the play. All right. The refs got to walk and blah, blah, blah. And this, and none of that time, the game clock is moving. The game clock is moving. You want to score. You're, you're going to be more up-tempo as players. Right. I don't now, know if that makes any sense, but... It does. So, out of the 10 things that they've implemented here, it sounds like you're for sure uh, in on at least one of them, and that's the one foot uh, inbounds for possession. Right. And then there's, like, three other ones that you're like, all right, let's see how it plays out sort of thing. Though I think two. You liked that one, and you liked the... Um, the, the, the no th- kick for the extra point. You like the the conversion three point option, yeah. Right, yeah. So are you now? Now I I did uh, I didn't go over the read the rest of the press release here on the show, but I did see no mentions of them calling it smash smash mouth football. Uh, I saw no things about them putting cameras in the cheerleaders' locker rooms. Okay, no. And at no point have I seen the names. Jesse the Body Ventura, Jerry the King Lawler, or Jim, I shouldn't be on Twitter anymore, Ross, announces the commentators for the football. Mm. So it sounds as though they might be taking it serious this time. Oh, I do hear that they're going to have uh, Randy Orton checking the locker rooms between, like while they're out in the, the, the field, you know, making sure all the equipment and bags are in the right spot. Making sure all the bags have the appropriate amount of shit in them. <laughs> That's right. So, February 8th, Todd, are you ready? Are you ready for the kickoff of real football? I don't know if I am. I don't know if I could say I am. I'll have to wait till that moment because I just, I, I don't think I can under, I don't think I could truly appreciate the major undertaking that is coming our way for two whole years guaranteed. Guaranteed, right. Right. For sure. So, oh. uh, Saturday, the debut We have uh, two games on Fox, a 2 o'clock and a 5 o'clock game, a game on ABC, and a game on ESPN. That all sounds fake, but go ahead. And then as the season goes on, more of those Fox games are going to move to uh, FS1. Mm -hmm. But uh, So we have Seattle at DC, LA at Houston, Tampa Bay at New York, and St. Louis at Dallas. Ooh, that's a lot of good games right there, Joe. And and as I go onto the XFL website an hour ago, Renegades quarterback sustains injury at training. Oh no! Nameless quarterback gets hurt. <laughs> well, how's that going to affect the point spread? Dallas um, Renegades quarterback Landry Jones. Oh yes, Landry, good old Landry. But here's the way I look at it: is we're doing this, we're doing this right, Joe. Okay. We're going to hunker down. We have to watch all these games. We no. can't just watch the inaugural first game. It, we have to watch the opening day slate from beginning to end. No. 
Yes. Different pizzas, different beverages. Oh, it'll be fantastic. I'll give you one. I'll give you one game. One game, but they're only two and a half hours, Joe. Right. They're a slender read of a football game. It's two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Oh, okay. I thought you meant there was there was no, no. See, that's where I was thinking it first. No, it's right, two so games. Two... Yeah, two games Saturday, two games Sunday. All right, the two, the the double header on Saturday. That's what you have to do. Saturday's tough for me. I might have super secret science work that day. Well, we'll DVR it. And we'll save. We'll 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 go. We'll go. You know, we'll go off the grid for an hour. We don't want any spoilers. God forbid. You know, we're on. You know, promoting stuff on Twitter, and we get spoilers. We'll stay off. I could again two o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> even if I have super secret science job, I'm already up close to where you are. So perhaps I might be able to swing things. And uh, meet you, maybe the fancy gentleman, whoever else mm-hmm. would be interested in these sort of things. Right, right. Right. We'll have to see because also, you know, come February, weather comes into play too. That's true. But uh, we'll we'll see. And you're going to have to fly it by the fancy gentleman because I don't know what he does. I've never seen him go outside his house to watch a American football uh, game in my life, so... All right. So we'll have to see. I know so XFL is different. him when we record at odds this week. That's right. Listen, my slate is usually very open. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, an import export business. I don't have super secret science. When I'm done frosting the Cinnabons, I get to go home early. Is that a euphemism for something? <laughs> yes, it is. Are they going to have cheerleaders? I don't know. Let me see. Let me ask the internet. Does the XFL have... <laughs> so listen to this. So I type in, does the XFL have... Right. What are the first four things that come up? Mm-hmm. Have fixed results? Nope. Have yeah. an app? Mm-hmm. Have a TV contract? Right. Have kickers? And have a chance? <laughs> I think uh, reverse those. Joke. I think that's the way, the way they should be in order of importance. It was the, the 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 have a chance was second. I wanted to save that one for last though. That is good comedy right there. Yes, uh, that's why you always have to put baby ghosts after ghosts. Yeah, so I I just look at There's, it as I. So there might be cheerleaders. I hope so because what's a what's a February football game? Oh no, Vince McMahon has stated that uh, XFL will not have cheerleaders. Oh, so I guess they probably won't have uh, uh, what are they called with the, the mascots? That's that Vince. Come on, man! And I'm mad. I don't think he's going to have the he hate me on the back of the jerseys anymore. But no, I don't have, think. I, like I said, no, no non, no bullshit with the cheerleaders. No, whatever the fuck you want on the back of your jerseys. It's as though Vince has decided to take it serious. I want. I don't want fucking shoot names on the back of the jerseys. <sighs> I wonder, is he going to fo- like how much XFL presence is he going to force onto World Wrestling Entertainment programming, and vice versa? I. I I honestly, I can't wait for like, who is it? Otis and what's her name? Uh, Tucker and Otis. Tucker and Otis. It's like, yeah, I'm just sitting around watching the XFL. Gonna, 
You want to go watch great, it with uh, me? Otis impersonation, by the way. I was very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Otis, yeah. <laughs> I can't do the impersonation, but uh, my mom made you this fruitcake. It has real fruit in it. <laughs> my mom's got this fruitcake. Got real fruit in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe you're listening to this early because you're a $5 or up patron over at patreon.com slash longboxheroes. Uh, kudos to you. We've had a lot of new patrons as the new year has come through. Thank you very much. As we mentioned at the top of this show, the first episode of Babbling Brooks will be dropping for you, the $5 and up folks, this weekend, Saturday night into Sunday. Uh, it will be dropping two weeks after that for anyone under the $5 threshold. Maybe that'll be incentive for you to check that out. And then probably within the next two weeks, we'll be doing the uh, next episode of previewing the past which will be january of 2000 or january of 1990 that was a good year for comics i think yes it was well no well again we're gonna get into it but i think it was a building year for comics they were building the foundation good good yeah Yeah. building the foundation (laughs) all right enough all right so thanks for listening everybody uh this was a fun walk uh discussion in regards to football I'm excited for the XFL. I hope you are as well. I'm glad they're taking football seriously, and it's not going to be fake. Phony like the real NFL. Mm -hmm. They're going to make football great again. That's right. got two years to work this out, right? (laughs) Shake out all them bugs. (laughs) Anyway, episode 268, Longbox Heroes. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're listening to the uh, soon-to-be-name network. The Lamborghini. (laughs) of Podcast Network.